Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. You all right, mate? Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm feeling a little nervous. This is pretty much the big one. It's not the final one of our Advent run, but I think we both in our heads build up our album of the year as being quite a big deal. It is, yeah. It's not one to get wrong. And um, I, they're the ones I do occasionally listen back to from previous years. Yes, I do too. Our kind of run-through episodes. People um, have actually been listen, listen, People yeah. have been listening to the last one quite a few times in the last week. I oh, wonder really? if they are very eager to get our new one, or if they just <laughs> want to refresh. Uh, maybe a bit of both. Let us know. Yeah, I would like to know, actually. But it is time. And we're going to do it in a similar way to yesterday's. It's not going to be like previous years. We're going to run through the first lot. We don't necessarily have quite a, such a unanimous number one. We've did, we've no. agreed, but it's not like This Is America where it was a runaway sensation. No. Um, so I'm going to start our top ten. And I'm going to do so by saying the words Parquet Courts. With Wide Awake, which came back... Came back? Which came out back in May. Um, it kind of was perfect timing for an album like this because they did what they always do and what they do kind of better than anyone else which is really feel good happy exciting indie pop um they the fact that they put, brought out a song called total football which came out just before the world cup which i absolutely loved was great but it's just kind of it's a real feel good album mm. um and one that just ticked all the kind of basic boxes in my tastes good. um a load of standout tracks you know just looking down the track list I loved Violence I loved Mardi Gras Beads which we played a live version of before it came out I heard that on an old episode not too long ago and I thought that version was it was the only one we could get our hands on but it wasn't very good compared to the recorded one um, but the title track Wide Awake is fantastic NYC Observation it's all it's all really really good it's nice and long I think there's about 15 or 16 tracks on there which always helps despite only having a running time of about 40 minutes something like that um, really snappy, really punchy, really, really good. Uh, definitely wanted to give that one a shout out on today's ep. So that's number 10. Lovely. Number nine, Harry, Deliver. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with an album that uh, maybe for some will be surprised that it's in there. Uh, but for me, it just it started to make a lot more sense in recent weeks why I want it. And that is uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino Bar to Monkeys. Um, we're not going to go down the route of why you don't think it's that good, Tim. But um, I just thought, you know, is there any album this year that I've invested so much time into? Yeah. Or money, even. <laughs> and something that I just keep going back back to and keep loving. And, and one of my... Um, when we talked about this in one of our episodes, actually, and that was probably when I thought it wasn't going to be in the top ten, hence why it's there, is that um, I loved it. Like, I, I really loved it, but... You know, they didn't have any of the bangers in there that I really love and blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, you know what? That's not really good enough reason. I loved it. And that yeah. is that is it. Like, I just did. Um, and if that was a new band that brought that out, everyone would be like, wow, Jesus, like, that. this is this whole piece, like, this, this world they've created, this kind of mood that all of the songs, like, abide by. I think and, that's true uh, to an extent in that it was, a, in some ways, a victim of expectations. I do still think that if a new band brought that out, personally, 
I still don't think I would have been into it. Because I, th- I think it's hard for... No, I. to a certain extent, it it might not be loved by many, but I think if somebody brought that out for once, 10 years later, it would be a cult classic. Yeah, and it may well still be. You know, you look at a lot of people's end-of-year lists and it's ranking quite highly. People, yeah. you know, it's getting more critical acclaim than I thought it got at the time. Because And I think people are warming to it more yeah. it's, a, it's a grower isn't it it's definitely a grower it was always going to be there's there's nothing in there that brings you to it because you want to hear something that's just going to f- make you feel good very quickly yeah um, it's got some stuff in there that, that takes some time to really appreciate and even the like lyrical content or the way it's sung can be a bit jarring at times but yeah. once you kind of get on board with it it really is kind of special and it reminds me of my distaste for Humbug back in the day yeah. and how that is now one of my favourite albums of theirs and I feel like this is going to be up there now um, so I, I, I really needed it in there just for just for those reasons alone totally fair totally totally fair um, so at number 8 we're going with an artist who to listen to the record you would never ever ever think was from the West Midlands but she is. It's Georgia Smith with uh, Lost and Found, which, if we're following the kind of, uh, I suppose, Frank Ocean line with a bit of kind of Sampha vibes, that kind of nice, chilled R&B mm-hmm. with beautiful, smooth vocals and, um, you know, just a mood that you can just settle into and properly go with. I don't think there's been many better albums than this, of that ilk this year. Um, it's one that my girlfriend Meek really loves, so we've listened to it quite a lot together. Um, and it's just it's just really, really, really good. Like at what it does, it doesn't necessarily have kind of the big hooks or anything like that, or the kind of um, standout pop single maybe that you would think uh, you know that's going straight to number one. Although it could have gone to number one, I don't really follow the charts, um, but. I think she's just a real talent, an artist with a huge amount to give. And, um, you know, the fact that she's collaborated with the likes of, you know, Kaliuchis and people like that, you know, she's she's clearly a pretty big deal. And we should be proud Absolutely. that our country's, uh, you know, we've, one of our own is doing so well and making such good stuff. Okay. So worth celebrating. Lost and Found by Georgia Smith. Beautiful stuff. Um, so number seven mm-hmm. is uh, Seven by Beach House which is quite yeah. fitting um, didn't do that on purpose by the way no um, nice it's nice when things come together isn't it yeah isn't it just <laughs> um, I just I was surprised by this album I was surprised how much I loved it because Beach House are one of these bands who I absolutely adore for many many reasons um, but I'm more of a pick the songs I like kind of guy when it comes to them Uh, there are whole albums which I kind of I like five songs and there are some which I kind of don't really know Um, and that's kind of it's not a great thing to do or to admit to but that's just how things are Um, so when this came along I was expecting to kind of like some of the singles that came out and just kind of some of it be not ignorable but just much of the same yeah, and I felt like it was a real kind of break-free moment. Like uh, all of the things I love in those songs that I do love of theirs, all combined into one. Yeah, I love the atmosphere it offers. I love the kind of twilighty 
um, dark themes that it has, and the, the, just the the sound of her voice alone is something that always gets me coming back for more an eeriness um, to it. Yeah, I always just, think. I and we were talking the other day about what it's not like. It's nice to feel kind of eerie and stuff, and this is this is kind of like that. Um, and yeah, I just couldn't have it in there. One of the highlights. Um, I've obviously played one of the tracks uh, yesterday but Drunk in LA as well yeah. is wonderful and Black Car was one of my favourite songs of the year yeah um, so please go and listen to that it's uh, <laughs> Seven Seven by Beach House lovely cool uh, number six we're going with one of my kind of old favourite artists Young Fathers of course cool. had to get in there for me um, Coco Sugar it's there. well if you see tape one and tape two as an album is their fourth release potentially their third studio album um and it's the first one in three years i'd be lying if i said that it's my favorite uh young father's album ever and in some ways i think a bit like what you were talking about with arts and monkeys it is a little bit a victim of what comes before it i love dead so much and i love uh white men and black men too so much that is it as good as those maybe not but it's certainly got it's got the song that I listen to more than any other this year on there um, in Only God Knows not Only God Knows um, that was a that was a single before in um, in my view sorry um, it's they're the artists I clocked up the most hours listening to this year and you know with songs like Holy Ghost and Tremolo things like that it's just a beautiful piece of art and no one does what Young Fathers do just as well they merge so many things um, they are so many things in their band that they uh, signify. They're a kind of beacon for Edinburgh and Scottish music, um, mm. and they somehow manage to keep keep those roots in there whilst also embracing all different kinds of world music and all these different uh, instrumentations and different vibes. Um, they're just so unique and so brilliant, and I don't think I'll ever not be fascinated by something they put out. The artwork was my favourite artwork of the year. I just think it's beautiful and bizarre. It's got a bit of a Childish Gambino, um, Awaken My Love vibe to it, in that it's just this quite quite shocking sort of shot on a face, um, very kind of high art, high fashion type thing. Um, but it's, it's just brilliant. It, you know, not clearly not enough to get to the very, very top of the top 10, but impossible to leave out. So yeah, Young Father's Cocoa Sugar, number six. Lovely jubbly. On to number five. We're really getting there now. We are indeed, but I believe you're going to come up with a number five just because of the way we've ordered this. Yeah, we might have messed up a little bit, <laughs> uh, but that's fine. At number five is Big Red Machine by Big Red Machine. Um, which is a kind of collaborative project between Justin Vernon, who we obviously know and love from Bon Iver days, but also it's Aaron Dessner, who's from The National. Mm. Um, and it's a record that I was always just predisposed to love. It, it kind of stuck up on me, actually. I didn't even realise they were working on this project until it had already arrived. And I remember, I think on the release day, texting you and being like, did you know Justin Vernon's released an album today? Um and it just been this wonderful, wonderful surprise. Um, it kind of just sounds like a Bon Iver album and a really, really good yeah. one. I was um, listening to it the other day before you came for recording. And it's one that uh, I haven't um, really sunk my teeth into properly. But I am but I was more than happy to have it in this list because I know from what I have heard it, I probably had about three run-throughs run at the moment. 
it's just it's really enjoyable just really yeah. nice and it's you know it's that kind of experimental folk rock that yeah. um, Justin Vernon does as well as anyone it's got some really kind of quite electronic moments in there um, like Lila and the Airstrip they get quite, quite a, some brash moments as yeah well, they? Like, they get a bit more kind of hard hitting and um, yeah. yeah there's a lot of static on it at moments um, but just all those things that Justin was doing on 22 a million um, playing with uh you know distortions and all that kind of stuff whilst also at the heart of each song it being a beautiful soulful uh tender folk record um it's 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 absolutely fantastic on you know on reflection is it high enough it's difficult once you get to this point everything is brilliant but when i think of songs like uh deep green and forest green um and people lullaby yeah, I love them so much. I think it's a really, really underrated, chronically underrated album that I'm kind of sad to see potentially being forgotten by other people on mm. their end of year lists. But at the same time, that doesn't um, dampen my enthusiasm for it by any means. Cool. Um, so on to next, which is number four. Number four is an album that we previously mentioned, and that is... MGMT with Little Dark Age. Yeah, the biggest surprise of the year, no yeah, doubt about it. Absolutely. If you told me that MGMT are going to be in your top five albums of the year next or this year, yeah, I would have said no. Go and go and eat, eat your hat. So, <laughs> um, I wouldn't have believed it. And they've just kind of knocked it out of the park with this. And I don't think they ever intended to. I don't know if I've seen this in any lists actually. I've kind of yeah, been know, skipping through the kind of out of a fifty. I've been going back, up and going down to about twenty and seeing where they're getting there. Um, but I don't think it has. And I feel like, um, like you've said, it's gonna, like you don't want Big Red Machine to be ignored. I feel like this will be because of their previous work. Yeah. So if you maybe give it your time, you'll see that they. I feel like they completely know where they're at in the world they know yeah. they know what people think feel about them so they made this and i think it's absolutely brilliant yeah and there's a kind of a self-awareness like you say and a tongue-in-cheek nature to a lot of it um i'm thinking particularly of me and michael which is for both of us an absolute highlight from there yeah it's it's a it's a dumb song in some ways yeah like it you know like it's one of them ones some people would you'd say no listen to this it's great yeah and they'd be like seriously <laughs> yeah but but then you a, keep going yeah and a few listens in and it's all of a sudden the best thing you've ever heard yeah. there's um it, it always reminds me of you know that sort of meme where it's like the sign yeah, in yeah. the brain slowly exploded exploding that is what this is because when it comes to the bit it's like me and michael <laughs> that, my we brain is like, ah. like yeah um i just i just love it and it's got so many kind of quirks to the album um so many little points of intrigue uh, yeah, I think, I suppose in some ways it's the absolute antidote to um, what we said about Arctic Monkeys' Tranquility Base and yeah. um, what I said about Young Fathers in that zero expectations and therefore totally open to whatever came and just loved it at yeah, total I mean, face value. But I feel like both of us were probably not happy to, but very much accepted that we'll never listen to another MGMT album yeah. again. Um, but it, it just came out from under the cardboard <laughs> it really it um, really really did and um great again i love i love the artwork for it just like this odd 
drawing on a yellow background of kind of it's almost like the, oh, the scream. scream yeah um and there's there's a remix album that's just come out by matthew deer which is really cool as well um well worth listening to it's just it's just so great yeah um so next is number three. three am i delivering this one you're delivering this one okay at number three it's another self-titled record it's kids see ghosts with kids see ghosts yeah of course the collaborative project of kid cuddy and Kanye West. It wouldn't really be a track's end of year list without Kanye <laughs> popping up somewhere. Creeping in there somewhere, yeah. <laughs> he just... We can't get enough of him for whatever reason. Um, some, well, maybe we can get enough of him, but <laughs> <Yeah>. his music, <laughs> not. Uh, this is a seven-track album EP. Does it even count as an album? I think so. I've seen uh, albums in the MP Wars lists that have the same amount of tracks. Yeah, Pusha T's Daytona is yeah. getting in a lot of lists and that's the same length. So yeah. we'll say it is. But this, I think, uh, as a whole piece of work, is the best thing Kanye's done since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is high praise indeed, given that T-Lop came in there and he's worked on some pretty amazing projects along the way as well. Um, from, from, the first, from the first moments... Um, of feel the love, and then the the vocal, the kind of soaring vocal, and the, then Kanye comes in with this crazed. I mean, it's mental. The whole thing <coughs> is just a force of nature, um, and for it to within such a short amount of time go from that to um you know the tenderness of reborn um and have such kind of soaring anthemic moments whilst also having some of the best verses you'll hear anywhere the best delivery kanye's done in years mm. kid cuddy another a bit like mgnt an artist who we thought was spent and done and he's back just sounding unbelievable um i watched their performance at uh, Camp Flognor the other week and it's it's just a the record's just got so much power to it and so much um, drive and energy it's like there's someone I, I another one I hope to be at Glastonbury um, and I I doubt they will just because of Kanye yeah doing his thing but um, I would love to see that live yeah I just think it's I think it's an amazing piece of work are there, are there particular songs that stand out for you uh, Reborn definitely is one that is a constant go-to and uh, actually it was on my top 100 that I kind of uh, skipped because I knew it was going to be in here but um, Feel the Love again yeah. was also one of the main tracks I listened to this year actually number two it came up on. oh really yeah yeah I mean all of it I love Fire I love Fourth Dimension Fourth Dimension is one of my favourites yeah uh, and a bit like you were saying about King's Dead yesterday where there's those little bits that kind of slip into your vocabulary. Yeah. Like, I can't say free without doing it in... Free! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Without that playing in my head. Like, it's, again, it's got all those just little earwormy moments that stay with you. Yeah, that's what Yeah, it, it's fantastic. Um, I adore it, and I have no shame in in an interesting year had ranking Kanye that highly something that I had no idea I would be putting ahead of Ye um, when I heard that there were going to be two of these albums out I thought this would be the more throwaway of the two yeah and it absolutely has not worked out that way yeah 
Uh, so, we're really there now. Nearly. Number two, Harry. Number Deliver two. It. Number two is Lush by Snail Mail. Yeah. An artist who I had not previously heard. Um, yes, you until, had. Well, let me finish. Oh. <laughs> until you told me about them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I thought you meant before this year. Is no. Why I, okay. No. Um, and I've been ever so slightly more intrigued every time I hear more from them. And then the album came and it just really grabbed me. And I'm... Yeah. Another one that kind of fails to explain or I could fail to explain why I love it so much, but it just feels like a bit of a a throwback to something I would have been into back in the day. But with yeah. this, you know, I don't think I would have, um, I don't think 15-year-old me would have cared or wanted to listen to a 17-year-old girl-fronted, uh, female-fronted indie band at the time. Yeah. Whereas now, it's, it's just such a breath of fresh air and it feels it's such an innocent record. Yeah. And uh, and very relatable, even if she is nearly ten years younger. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean she's like, she's amazing. Like, she's orator, am- Lin- Lindsay Graham, I think. Definitely Lindsay Graham yeah. is questionable, <laughs> um, but she's she's a an amazing, amazing sort of poet. Yeah, artist. You know the she paints these little kind of indie films basically yeah, for exactly. every single song, and I love an indie film. I feel like that that everyone yeah. is like a theme song to something. Yeah, and it was it was the Bad Habits EP is where we first picked her up. Thinning was a song that I absolutely adored, yeah. and since then we've been kind of waiting for this record. And um, I think some of the lead singles we were both ever so slightly concerned because you could hear a lot of production on it. You could hear that she'd got quite a big deal, and they were kind of you were maybe losing a bit of the scratchiness. But when you listen to the album as a whole piece, none of that's lost. It's got such... No. You know, it, it sounds full and it sounds well I, done, I personally, but it's, it's got that kind of DIY-ness to it still. Yeah, it definitely it still has that charm to it. And I think uh, when I go and listen back to slightly older songs, I mean, not only are they scratchy, but they're, they're not very well mastered and they're quite, quite low in the mix. And I think yeah. it's nice that to actually... Yes, sometimes you you worry that when something gets produced like this, you you might lose certain things. But actually, they're taking all of the best stuff from that and just getting rid of the fact that yes, music can sound shit sometimes when it's not yeah. recorded well. So, I think you've got everything that you could possibly want in this from that artist. And I saw her live. It was the actual the time that you did your single uh, podcast, and you called me. That's where I was yeah. see, seeing them. And uh, I think she waited till near the end to play Pristine. And it was a really um, kind of, oh, I'm glad I'm ending the year on this, like yeah. hearing this tune now. Almost chokes you up, that song. Yeah, it does. It did. Yeah. It was wonderful. And I'm really glad that she made it this high on the list. Um, I f- feel like I always thought she was going to be in the top 10 when the album came. Yeah. Um, and I'm just amazed that I'm as much of a fan as I am now because I don't think I ever truly jumped on board until the album released, actually. Yeah. As much as I did like the the music, yeah. I, well, I think that's with, with a lot of people. They, you know, sound mail are big now. They, yeah. they get a lot of press. And when we first played that EP, it was a SoundCloud EP that we that I just kind of stumbled upon. Well, that's and, what we do, though, Tim, isn't it? We oh, bring yeah, this music forward to the world, and then we really, it blows really up because we, it's great. Yeah, but my point is that like I didn't foresee a big record coming from them. I, you know, I thought they'd be a band that we'd like and we'd kind of keep an eye on, but they're kind of blown up, and I'm absolutely delighted for them. They caught the tracks bug. Yeah. 
Not of course, well, it's, it's a real seal of approval. <laughs> and, right. speak, and speaking of which, we're about to give our ultimate seal of approval. I feel a little bit nervous. Well, there's only one way this can go. Yeah. And that is to say what it is. Okay. Do you want me to do the honours? Or do you want to do the honours? You can do the honours. Okay. It is the one and the only. They were mentioned yesterday. They're here again today. It's Idols with Joy as an act of resistance, which I think a lot of the things I said yesterday about it being vocal, politicised, important, punchy, it's all kind of summed up in that title. Um, It's a title that, just as a standalone phrase, I absolutely adore. You know, you think of all the kind of aggressive, oppressive things that we have to put up with in our daily lives. And the idea that um, just feeling joy and listening to an album that you absolutely love is in of itself an act of resistance, I think, is a really beautiful thing. And they put together a selection of songs which goes from the kind of brilliant, kind of leery, punky roots of the band um, to heartbreaking tenderness, talking about the lead singer's stillborn child, um, who which he had in between the two albums Mm. Um, you know kind of tear inducing stories to then within within a couple of songs um, be delivering one of the funniest like I say hilarious verses I can think of in recent years sometimes when I listen to um, to certain Kendrick verses I find myself almost kind of getting a bit like amped up because he's like, when he's like dissing someone and like he's giving it that aggression, mm. you feel like you're kind of, you're like squaring up someone like, yeah, you mad cray. And like, I can feel that kind of adrenaline building in me. And in the second verse in uh, Never Fight a Man with a Perm, uh, <laughs> which is a great title for a song anyway, but the lines are, me oh me oh my Roy, you walk like a walking thyroid. You're not a man, you're a gland. You're one thick neck with sausage hands. You are a top shop tyrant. Even your haircut's violent. You look like you're from Love Island. You stood and the room went silent. It's like, that is just brilliant. I absolutely love that. Lyrically, it's a work of absolute genius. Um, Lines like, uh, I scream at fascists till my head comes off. I am Dennis Skinner's Molotov. I love that. Dennis Skinner obviously is a kind of legendary Labour MP from the north of England. Yeah. Um, wouldn't throw a Molotov, but kind of. Get it? Yeah, just shouting him out is brilliant. Um, and then it's kind of, you know, the stuff I talked about yesterday, Danny Nadelko, the kind of um, the immigrant stuff, all that. Um, there's a song called I'm Scum, where obviously our generation, we're often called snowflakes and... Um, and uh, kind of criticised for taking things a little bit too seriously and being a little bit too sensitive, which sometimes maybe is the case. Um, But they kind of, in that song, um, again, I suppose a little bit like Kendrick Lamar did with um, All Right, they kind of create a battle cry for the snowflake generation uh, by just before the chorus of I'm Scum shouting, uh, this snowflake's an avalanche. And I love that. I love that kind of symbolism. also, just on a kind of musical level, I think it's brilliant. I dance to it every day. I sing along to it. I love it. It wakes me up in the morning. Uh, it gets me amped for football on a Wednesday night. It's just 
genius. And I know I pretty much haven't stopped talking for the last like five minutes. No, but I, I think um, you you really took this one to to me and yeah. said that this is really what I think has delivered this year. And uh, perfectly honest, I haven't heard it that many times throughout the year. Yeah. Um, but it's one that I'm very, from what I have heard, I really love it. I I want this kind of stuff to be given the forefront uh, in this kind of world of music because I feel like we're kind of lacking that. And yeah. I've had lots of conversations with friends about how they think guitar music is dead and stuff. And I think these bands are the, are the new ones to be bringing these messages forward and yeah. that can actually do a job up there. And yeah. I think the future is in this kind of stuff. Totally. They're taking Every- a mantle that other people are scared to do or don't want to or whatever, yeah. for whatever I reason. Mean, everyone says that grime is a new punk. I think punk's still a new yeah, punk. punk. <laughs> it can still do its thing. Yeah. And they're so much fun. That's the great thing about them. They've got both sides to them. You know, go and watch the video of them on Jules Holland where they're just creating absolute chaos, but in a brilliant way. Um, I can't, I just can't say enough about it. And I'm so happy that we've made it number one. Yeah. We've gone for hip hop albums um, the last couple of years. But when I think back to last year, picking um, Flower Boy by Tyler, the creator. Doesn't feel too different. Yeah, the, the kind of criteria we set out for why that was so good, which was kind of uh, an expression of the artist and pushing yeah. the genre and um, having something to say and all those other things. It ticks all those boxes. It's got amazing moments. Nice it's cover hilarious. Art as well. Huh? Nice cover art as yeah, well. Yeah, the cover art's cool. Which They're... I believe Orlando Weeks had a, a hand He's... in, and I don't know why. So they did... He didn't do the cover art, but they did a, an exhibition in New York, which... Um, they're now auctioning off all the pieces um, mm. for charity. They raise a lot of money for charity. They basically make no money from the band, despite being very, very successful. Um, but they got a load of artists and other musicians to create a work of art for each song. And then that was in a joy as an act of resistance exhibition in New York. And now all those pieces are being auctioned off. So Orlando Weeks of the Maccabees, as you say, he made a, a collage like a long collage which is really cool I just thought it looked above what uh, I've seen from him so I didn't think it was his but that was really good yeah it was really cool Um, I can't remember what song that was for but it was part of the exhibition anyway and there's a really cool um, video on their YouTube channel Idol's YouTube channel uh, about that exhibition Um, Um, I guess as well tiny little mention that the Maccabees are Trip of uh, champion this band for a while, yeah. and it's good that we actually had a chance to see them last uh, in 2016. Yeah, and we didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit of a Brian, regret. It's hard to get out to London that yeah. early, but uh, I'm really happy with this. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, it's an amazing piece of work. I'm delighted to crown it number one. And um, what should we play as the closing song? I think. I think let's go with Never Fight a Man with a Perm, just for that second verse, just for the, the bite in it. It's probably my favourite song on the record. Um, so yeah, here it is. Our number one album of the year, Idols with Joy as an act of resistance. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Cheers. Tim. I've been Harry. And we'll see you tomorrow for the last of our Advent episodes. Mm-hmm.